With Capella University's FlexPath learning format, you can earn your degree online at your own pace and get support from people who care about your success. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. At Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate, pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. This isn't your average business podcast, and he's not your average host. This is the James Altucher Show on the Choose Yourself Network. Today on the James Altucher Show. You 100% know they're going to say no. And so why spend so much time? And you do this every day, writing so many people when you know they're going to say no. And this applies if I'm a businessman writing to someone to set up a meeting or sales or relationships or anything. There's some subtleties and some nuances between asking and being annoying and getting a no and eventually getting a yes. So I want to explore those nuances. I think you try and think of their ends in mind. What do they want? They want to get publicity for their people over there. They want to be treated fairly. They want to sell books, sell albums, promote a show. And so we can do all that for people. We have a very big following. We have a loyal listener base. We have something that they're going to be proud of. Okay, so special podcast. Once again, Steve Cohen, the podcast producer on, and Steve was showing me something earlier that fascinated me so much, I wanted to do a podcast about it. And Steve, I will describe what you showed me. Maybe you don't even know. You wrote to Taylor Swift. And you emailed, I guess, her agent or whatever. Who'd you email? I emailed her publicist. You emailed her publicist and said, hey, can Taylor Swift go on the podcast? Something like that. I'm shortening sure. it. And uh, you probably gave some good reasons and blah, blah, blah. And um, you knew she was going to say no, and you showed me the no. Yeah. And you you do this quite a bit. Like, you'll email Barack Obama and say, can he come on the podcast? And, of course, we're going to get a no. But you you have a strategy. It's almost like you, you know, you 100% know they're going to say no. And so I've never done this strategy. Like, why why spend so much time? And you do this every day, writing so many people when you know they're going to say no and so so and then i have some follow-up questions and this applies to like if i'm a businessman writing to someone to set up a meeting or sales or uh relationships or anything you know what's the difference between there's some subtleties and some nuances between asking and being annoying and getting a no and eventually getting a yes yeah. so i want to explore those nuances sure i always try and treat people the way i want to be treated you know we've talked about this before like i spent a long time in media and i had a lot of people ask me for things they asked when i was a tv producer they would say would you be interested in so and so and some people i thought were tone deaf some people i thought were relentless some people i thought were a little bit annoying and some people i thought had no idea about our program and what we want we wanted to do and you know it's it was like they're trying to sell milk in a hardware store or something. They had no idea about what our show did. So like you'd immediately be turned off. But with some of those situations, you know. 
So they would write. So so just understand. Yeah. They would write you saying, "Hey, um, producer of your show, yeah. uh, can I be on your show? I uh, yeah. did this, this, and this." Yeah, and so. Uh, yeah, and you or, would say no because they were an obvious no. Yeah, or like obvious no, and you know, fast no is the next best thing to a yes. You know, so you have to just kind of. Why uh, is a fast no the next? I don't because understand. then you're not w wasting all that time on. Well, are they going to do it? Or you know, look, you'd you'd want to hear a yes, obviously, but if it's, you know, and 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 you and, and in the best of circumstances, you want a. A no with some qualification or some hope involved or thing or a reason where you can feel better about yourself. But here, but like why. Taylor Swift, you know, there's a yeah. hundred percent chance she's going to say no. Yes, um, and not give a reason. <laughs> yes, and they'll say, "Hey," but in this particular case, this woman said, "Hey, Steve, great to hear from you. Wow, it sounds like you're doing great." And in our case, maybe they'll think, "Well, why not? You know, like why why not do it? You know, you had." Other entertainers there who are really prominent and people and as incongruous as it is, you know, we actually, I personally listen to James, that publicist. I'm sure Taylor Swift is not sitting in Nashville listening to the James Altucher show, but if you are, thanks <laughs> for listening, Taylor. And we use Taylor in quotes because you do this yeah. strategy every single day. I do day. it a lot, and, and, but I'm not, I'm not like, I'm not like sea at the beach and I'm sending a message in a bottle. Like I have an idea of what I'm doing. And like we've said, you either win or you learn, like you learn from it and you know, you, but, you know. But, but how do you avoid, like you were talking yeah. about the people who, when you were producing a yeah. TV show, people would call and say, hey, can I, can I be on your show? And you would get annoyed. How do you avoid uh, being sure. uh, annoying to Taylor Swift's people? Um, well, I'm, to their people, you kind of ask and, you know, and it's it's interesting because speaking to you helps me clarify the way I think. And I remember, you know, last time, you know, we spoke, I, I talked about how, uh, how do you get people to a party? You invite them early, you invite them often, you tell them who else is at the party, you'd be a good host. And then afterwards, I realized like a corollary to that, a fifth thing I would say is, you know, what other parties they're going to. And so, okay. If if Taylor Swift did Tim Ferriss's podcast, I would feel like, wow, if you like Tim's or you know, or Seth Godin's podcast or any number of Brian Kaufman's podcast or any number of people, and I would be able to say, okay, well, it's not totally implausible. And I see you see, I can conceive of a way in which, yeah, it's not totally implausible. It's not ridiculous. Like so, you hey. build so so essentially, what you're doing is you know they're going to say no, but you build a plausible enough argument. That they can't be annoyed. Yes, and it's not yes. like you're begging. It's not like you write back no. and say, "No, please, she should go." Well, after they send the no, it's not like you write back and say, "Oh, please, she's gonna." No. I know she's gonna be doing a concert for five yeah. days in a row at Madison Square Garden. She should go on then. Um, you, you, no, you, you stop um, at the level of annoyance. Yes, I mean, I'm not gonna say, "Hey, let me get on the next flight to Nashville and I'll be outside her place," and you know. Um, but I, I think that yeah, I stop at the level of annoying, and and you say. You hope and you say thank you so much. Please let us know if you ever want to come to a podcast, which I, you know, or or if you have anybody else you think might work for us. I think right because you're writing to the publicist, they yeah. might have other people in their yeah. network. Yeah. And so you're just trying. So it seems like there's two purposes. One is, or several purposes. Uh, one the first is they might one in a million chance they might say yes. Yes, sure. And by the way, it's kind of funny how we can get people not get, but you know, sometimes people 
as successful and famous as like, let's say a, a Richard Branson will come on. And yet there are some people that seem so out of reach, like yeah. a Taylor Swift. Sure. That, that, and I don't know why, I don't know what the formula is. Like sure. who was the type of person that feels out of reach, but Taylor Swift feels amazingly sure. out of re reach somehow. Um, but, but there's the one in a billion chance right. she says yes. Then the other reason is, um, you build a plausible enough argument that her publicist sees that this is legit so that she starts thinking of maybe other people she could help. Sure. Because you're 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 allowing her to succeed at her agenda, maybe not with Taylor, but with other people that that publicist is involved in, so that maybe there's a yeah. yes. Then the third thing is you're letting these publicists simply know what you're doing. You're just keeping in touch so you're always on the radar. So a year from now, yeah. if she's working for someone else and we're doing something else, yes. there might be some Absolutely. way to do this. I think ultimately, and I... And I felt this way when we started, and and you know, I used a sports analogy like the best teams don't keep recruiting, recruiting, recruiting. They select, but I want us to be open minded and to and to have a push towards us rather than a pull. And I think like the more if you want to have the world, you know, if you want to have the world at your disposal, you have to go out and meet the world halfway. And but let um, me let me play yeah. devil's advocate. Sorry yes, to, please, to, no, no. Go but ahead. like uh, asking. The, when you asked, uh, so you ask a lot of people yeah, yeah, of every day, and of course some say yes because we do have guests on yeah, the podcast who are sure. amazing. And you, again, you build this plausible argument so she, she could potentially weave away, uh, weave an argument to say, "Oh, uh, yeah, this might be good for Taylor Swift for some reason." Yeah. But but uh, at what point, um, you know, at what point, you know, does it? actually become annoying okay well first of all i also feel like a lot of these people you know who are doing their jobs some are more dedicated than others when i when i left jobs people would say to me steve we miss you over here because you got back to us and other people didn't and i felt like it's a job you know that's their job too you know and i respect everybody love everybody and i want them to do well at their job. Like I've had guests come on when I was at different shows and I said, you know what? I want you to do those other shows. You're doing your job for your clients. I want everybody to do well. So it doesn't have to be adversarial. I'm doing this. I could feel with 100% certainty that these people who come through here, I believe in what we're producing. I believe that we help people. I believe that, you know, people are going to get a lot out of it. So I feel, I don't feel ashamed to do it. And that's the resistance that we have to go through. You know, it's easier to just sit back and say, okay, what's the use of doing this? And I, and I felt like the old, like, you know, if you don't ask, the answer is always no, you miss all the shots you don't take. But people say that to me sometimes yeah. and I get resentful. Like so sometimes oh, people write to me and say, yeah. hey, can you take a look at my business plan right you know i feel like oh they're asking me for like a big chunk no, of my that's, time right and and i don't want to um well that's that's the old like hey i'd like a book on chutzpah and i want you to pay for it i mean like i think like it takes them a couple of seconds or something to say thanks but we're busy you know like they're i expect them to have a lot of people wanting them and they should expect that as their job you know to do that, but I try and be very appreciative to them. I mean, I try and be very appreciative and it's, and I know that in the event that some of these people come on, they'll be like, wow, this was a different kind of interview. They were, you know, he, he asked me about entrepreneurship or how I overcame this. And, and in that sense, I feel like we're offering something, not taking something from them. Like some of these other people who are asking you to do things, 
they're not intrinsically saying, well, how does this help James? You know, how is it a win-win, you know? And I think it's kind of like that joke where Reverend Jesse Jackson used to say, well, that's like a ham and egg sandwich. And he would say, well, what's that? And they said, well, the chicken says, you know, sure, I just have to give up an egg. But the pig says, whoa, I got to give up a leg. You know, it's not equitable. You know, in this case, okay, you say no and move on. But I think from my perspective, you know, this, like I've said, is a privilege and a responsibility. I know that there's a greater good out there for it. But I also think Derek Jeter used to say like in life, like when he would play baseball, like sometimes you, sometimes you lose and sometimes you get beat. And if you get beat, hey, the other guys are better or they have another reason or they're picking a show because they have more viewership or we don't have enough for it. But if you lose, you don't even try. And you'll see somebody else do it and you'll be like, wow, we should have asked. you know. And so I don't want us to have that kind of situation. And you don't know. And you just kind of periodically go and sometimes you shop for things in season and sometimes you shop for them out of season. And we have to kind of... What's in season mean? In season mean like, okay, I thought about it today when I was looking at James Comey. Now, we may not, may or may not have a white hot passion to want him, but, you know, interesting guy. And maybe two or three months ago when his book was on there and he's doing every single network show, we may say, you know what? We're not going to get him because you have to let the big dogs eat first. But a month or two down the line, maybe it's out of season and maybe it's a little bit off. And he's like, okay, you know, it's less crowded and we can go in and say, you know what? sales are slumping and we can provide value to them over it or we can get a different perspective that somebody else didn't have and i just think again like for us we have to believe in what we're doing we have to advocate for ourselves nobody else is going to do it and i don't think it's implausible and i think in a lot of these cases yeah i'm a very experienced person at this i've done this for a long time and it's the old like why not you why not us why not our show and for those listening outside if you have really great people please send us and and we want to put the best show together like it's great like on a day like today or recently we interviewed seth golden or td jakes and they were great conversations and i think you again not to sound like smithers with burns um but like you were able to get stuff out of them that other people probably couldn't so okay so what makes a good ask because i feel like i'm not good at asking i feel afraid that they're gonna either say no or think I'm foolish or I think I think you try and be very direct and you try and think of their ends in mind too you know the old zig ziglar you get whatever you want helping enough other people get what they want what do they want they want to get publicity for their people over there they want to be treated fairly they want to sell books sell albums promote a show and so we can do all that for people we have a very big following we have a loyal listener base we um we have something that they're going to be proud of. Like Keith said, a thing of beauty is a joy forever. Like they can listen to it a year from now and be like, wow, you know, if somebody wants to hear me, what I have to say, they could hear it on James's show. It's a great endorsement for what I want to do. Like you today, know? you probably asked a bunch of people, how do you select who to ask, even, um, if you, even knowing that they're going to say no? Yeah, I try... And like in the past week, who did you know would say no? Other than Taylor Swift, who did you know would say Paul no? Paul McCartney, I knew was going to say no. So you asked Paul McCartney. Yeah. Said, did he say no? He, he himself didn't say no, but his person, Steve Martin, and how, said how did you no. construct the. I said, hey, um, have to ask, you know, um, you know, it's like uh, any chance, you know, Sir McCartney's free. Um, thanks so much, Steve. He's not. You know, so, um, you know, and I said, It doesn't okay. sound like you constructed an argument. You just like blindly asked. I said, hey, we've had so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so on, you know, 
And I, I think that I think we would do a great interview with him. So if there's any chance he's free, we'd love to love to have him. You know, and thanks to Eve, he's not. You know, and I think like I think about that a lot when I watch television and you see like these ads all the time for Coca Cola or McDonald's or Progressive Insurance, and maybe after the tenth or fifteenth time, they start realizing like, hey, you know, uh, um, wow, that's. I mean, like you think like, why do these places need to advertise? But I think subconsciously it makes them think like we're there. And I know as a news producer, when I started at CBS. We competed with a Today Show and Good Morning America, and they had higher ratings, but we did better on breaking news stories, you know. And and where okay, it wasn't designed with like celebrity or their publicist or people around them, and we beat them to it. And I know for me personally, there'd be a big story, and I usually would be one of the first people to email them or call them, and they would always associate me and conflate where I was or the the network I was with that kind of stuff. So the more and more you start associating yourself like if you see yourself as that kind of show you know mm. we shouldn't self-reject we have an right. amazing show as you know and and i think so yeah i believe in it so it's it's so it um, reminds me of yeah what in my very first business i yeah. wanted to sell it as quickly as possible and i remember i wrote to the head of mergers and acquisitions at omnicom the big ad agency and uh, I said, we're interested in selling the business. And she came over and visited and she said, you're too small. Uh, but then every month for the next year, I sent her an update. So when they were finally in a position where they were looking for medium-sized bit, we were growing yeah. and she was looking at one point for medium-sized businesses to acquire, she reached out to me because yeah. if that had been the very first time a year later that I wrote to her, she probably wouldn't have reached out right. to me. I had to keep in her face, yeah. you know, for a year. You know, I I'll listen to very successful people talk, and we've had Brian Grazer on here and other people, and they just talked about how tenacious they were. And I think there's a difference. You know, I think. But what's the what's the what's yeah, the nuance between tenacity and annoying? Because we've seen that. Sure, too. and it's kind of like that expression between like what's the difference between a mirage and a vision? Like if nobody else sees it, it's a mirage. But if other people see it, it's a vision. And I think that I I. I think everybody has an intuitive sense. I'm sure some people get those, you know, an email and roll their eyes or or be like, oh, this guy's annoying or look at the temerity of this person, you know, and I just kind of feel like you can't let other people's problems become your problems. I know I'm coming at it from an honest, genuine, sincere place. And, you know, when people do come here, you know, they'll, you know, they'll, um, you know, They'll appreciate it, and well, you know, what's the what's the nuance? Like, oh, the nuance. Where, where would it sometimes be over the I'll line? be like, "Hey, don't mean to be annoying." Like, I'll, I'll inoculate myself by saying it, but I'm not gonna. And you who know. and who would be annoying? Like, let's give a bad example. Okay, bad example. Do. I just think that sometimes if if somebody says no, you know, then I think you have to respect why they say no, you know, or you know, and and I think sometimes maybe you know. And and I think by persisting or by saying, "Hey, we really," you know, I used to have that in TV where people were like, "We'd really love to do this," and it's not about your ego; it's about their ego. And I think if I honestly feel like, "Hey, it's in your best interest to do it," here's why. But other times, you know, where I'm more accepting of it, I could sit back and say, "As much as I'd like to have Billy Joel on, he doesn't really want to get up." and come here to do it or you know i don't think he does a ton of stuff and you know and and 
I can't necessarily say, wow, this is something that really would help him unless, you know, but at least I would ask and I would say, okay, if he ever does anything, I mean, Mark Maron got Barack Obama on or whoever. And I think that, I think also, I think people appreciate people who work hard. People appreciate people who have passion. People appreciate people who respect the way their job and their requirements and their bosses and their constraints. And so for me, it's, I, 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 I don't want anybody who wants to take a shortcut. And, you know, that seems to me when those people emailed you and said, hey, could you do this for me? They want a shortcut. And, you know, and, and we love talking to people who have a lot of passion or, you know, and, and appreciation for things. And we would love to help them, you know, in those situations. But if somebody's looking for a shortcut or only as outcome oriented, not process oriented, you know, and so, for, yeah. What about, what about like, let's say you write Billy Joel yeah. and his people and they don't respond at all. There's just silence. Sure. Do, is there a nuance? Like, do you write again three weeks later yeah. or do you wait for something to change or, or yeah. what? No, I, I think sometimes I'll follow up and I know people are busy and I know we're not perfect. You know, that's something we have to try and get better. And I try, you know, I I think like, I remember, you know, and hopefully we'll have him on soon. Don Miguel Ruiz wrote the four agreements where it's like, don't take things personally, you know, always do your best. And I think I try to take things personally. And I think that, but I also feel like I remember dealing with somebody and, you know, I had emailed her a few times about a particular guest and she was somebody I knew. And she, and I said, hey, did so-and-so ever get back to you? And she said, well, you know, um, you know, ugh, he never emailed me back. And I said to her, that's the wrong answer. And she's like, what do you mean? What should I do? And I said, hey, you should say, hey, get back to my friend. And she's like, well, I tried, I work with him. And I said, well, if you want to make omelets, you're going to have to crack some eggs. You know, this is what you want to do. Like, so for us, we want to have a great show. And so some of it, it's bigger than me. And so some of it is, you know, it's a responsibility and a privilege, like I said. So it's not about, oh, me being afraid of resistance. Persistence beats resistance. And so- Except, except it, sometimes it could be annoying. Like if, yeah. let's say if Billy Joel's people don't, don't respond yeah. and you write like a week later and say, hey, can Billy Joel come on? Uh, I feel like, I feel like, and correct me if I'm yeah. wrong, maybe you need more reasons then. Yeah, like you sure. could say, hey, I just want to update you. Absolutely, uh, no, of course. just on Elton John. Maybe well, Billy it's Joel might be interested. It's interesting. You know, we have a mutual friend, Jillian Siegel, who I thought wrote a terrific book, um, you know, called Getting Here, which talked to all these very successful people. And I think one of the things that she did was when she would repeat asking, she wouldn't just forward it. She wouldn't say checking in. She would send a fresh email to allow that person to feel like, hey, I just got this here, to let that person off the hook so that they didn't feel guilty and to start off, you know, fresh. And so I, you know, I'm careful with the words I use or how I do it or, and that's why I try and be like, hey, um, no, I'm annoying. I know I'm neurotic, but here's why I think it could be good. And, and, and you get fresh content. I get fresh content or you could follow up with that person, you know, that same person and say, you know, in this case, this person's a wonderful woman named Claire Mercury. And I, and you could say, hey, you know, uh, you have Christy Brinkley. We'd love to have her on, you know, about her book or wine line and let us know and you'll come. And, uh, but, um, 
you know, and, and then they'll then they'll be like, okay, well, we'll get back to you about John Mellencamp or so and so. But I treat them, I treat everybody with respect, and and I I want everything to be a win win. I'm not going to be unreasonable, nor are you, you know. So, and, so 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 if you're asking two or three times to avoid kind of the annoyance yes. factor, you change the story slightly. You change the ask slightly. Yes. As I know, as you know very well. I can't totally avoid the annoyance factor, as you know. <laughs> it's like I'm gonna probably be annoying, <laughs> but um, but um, no, you try and minimize it, and I, right, you know. And I think that, and also, it seems like yeah. you have a strategy. Sometimes you'll sometimes on the flip side, somebody will want to come on yes. the podcast, or let's say someone wants to come yeah. on your older shows, yeah, and so yeah, of on. course. Um, you have a very good connect the dots strategy. Like, yes. okay, this person's represented by sure. this agent or manager. Let's, uh, uh, you know, we'll put on this person. Now we can ask. Now yeah. we have an an extra ask that we can sure. do of the agent or manager. Do you think do you find that works or not really? Probably not because I. It's probably like what we've said. Like, um, I I think it depends on the person. You know, I've done that a few times and it worked because the person had. You know, the person had integrity, and that the other person and the person had a had a lot of control over both those people, and we're like, okay, I'll give you this person if you do this person, and I could see a reason to do both of them. Yeah, like yeah. someone recently pitched me and said, "Hey, can you come on my podcast?" And I did a little research, and I saw, oh, he was on some very yeah. big podcast. I didn't know him, but he was on some very big podcast. So I figured, okay, this may, yeah. you know, I don't know him, but but, and I'm not trying to be just. I'm not trying to just game it like, oh, he knows sure. him. So, but I figure, okay, there's interesting content here that could happen, and so I'll say. So I said yeah. yes in that one, in that case. I, but if someone just out of the blue says, "Hey, can you come on my podcast?" Most yeah. most of the time, I'll say no because I won't know the person or anything. There won't be the plausible plausible yeah. reason. Yeah, I just think that okay, you know, we tried now or then, you know, and and that's one reason why I do try. I try and read the newspapers or. You know, because we forget about stuff too, and you'll read and you'll say, oh, "Wow, I, 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 you know, I really need to get back to Spike Lee. He's got that new movie, or you know, or so and so." Oh, and, geez, and now that, that you wrote to them yeah. six months ago, yeah. your name is still fresh yeah. in the memory of the publicist. I had a pro, yeah, and I had a problem with um, with people I worked with, and that's fine. It's the old like, how come everybody drives faster than you's a lunatic, and everybody drives slower than you's a cripple? But I felt that. I would always do my best, you know, and and you know I would try to do my best. So like, if there was a story, even if you weren't going to get them, at least I had their contact information handy, or I knew where to get them. So next time I could, you know, be quicker or something. So I have it. So you know, if you ever said, "Oh, we needed Paul McCartney," I would know where to go. And I usually, and it's just, it's just working hard and and doing your best and and treating people the way you'd want to be treated. So like, I I I don't I think I have a gauge for when I'm annoying or pushing it but like we just did that podcast yeah. about the Beatles actually she went yeah. back to Paul McCartney and say look yeah. we just did a whole podcast yeah, I, about- I, I'll do that like when we if we reach out to Serena Williams and you wrote this beautiful piece about that or the Wu-Tang Clan and they may say why should I be on this guy's podcast and I'm like well he used to do their websites or he yeah. used to break dance or he's a really bright guy or Akon you're into Bitcoin and James is really knowledgeable about that so I think different people are going to have a different reason to do it like Jerry Seinfeld was a very big Mets fan so he would call in to Steve Summers at WFAN and it seemed he thought he was funny and he liked him and so um, yeah I, 
I look, we're not kind of like in Dumb and Dumber where she says, well, what do you, what are my chances? And she says, well, one in a million. And he goes, well, what you're saying is I have a chance. <laughs> you know, I, I don't. Well, I, what's your, what's your worst experience with this? Like what's the time when um, you asked and you probably did go over the line and you even felt oh, bad? I felt there was one time where I dealt with somebody and I just remember he was so abjectly like blunt and rude. And I just kind of was taken aback. And then I felt like, you know, he went side, it went sideways and he was like, Steve, you sound like an entitled child. And for this podcast, or for yeah, for this podcast. And I who, felt who was like, it? <laughs> um, that's a story for another day, <laughs> you know, but, um, but no, I, and I just felt, and I, and, it, and, and in this particular case, it was somebody's manager. It wasn't a publicist. It was somebody I felt, I felt like, it, and maybe that, and when I thought about it in retrospect, you know, that manager, they don't have as much of an interest. If you get back to Zig Ziglar, get whatever you want by helping enough other people get what they want. Maybe he feels like, what does it do for me? Like, I'm not going to get a cut of this. And publicist is incentivized to put a lot of people on. You know, they can go back and say, hey, we did the James Aldrister show. We did Conan O'Brien. We did so-and-so. But in that particular case, I just remember, and I remember somebody telling me, Steve, you should have done this. You should have done that. And I remember saying to him, listen, I'm not perfect, you know, but I also feel like um, you don't have to be perfect. You just have to be honest. But I also said, Mariano Rivero saved a million games and he lost like three or four games. So like, I'm not going to like, fall on my sword too much, you know, like I'm not perfect. And, you know, you, you can catch somebody at a bad time and it goes sideways and that's, that happens, you so, know? So let's go the other direction. Yeah. What's an example where you asked, they said, no, a month later, the story changed a little bit. So you asked again, they said, yeah. no, and this happened three or four times. Yeah, it happens and finally a lot. They said, yes. It happens a lot. Well, I mean, what, and what's I think- an example? Yes, it's totally true. Airbnb has changed my life. If anything, they have made my life so much better. Like I used to live in Airbnbs. I I lived in over 100 or 200 different Airbnbs over a three-year period, and I loved it. I I became a really good guest of Airbnbs, and I got to know lots of hosts. So when I initially owned a house, I, of course, the first thing I thought was, I'm going to turn my house into an Airbnb because I travel a lot. So why leave my house unused when I can make a side income by letting others Airbnb my house or come to stay in my house as guests? And having my own Airbnb or, or being a host for Airbnb has allowed me to do just that. And I've met other hosts. I've actually spoken at Airbnb's host conference. I think it was in 2017. I met so many just nice hosts. It's a great community. And I love, you know, turning my own home into an Airbnb. Like I'm traveling to Austin next month. My home's going to be an Airbnb while I'm away. And I'll stay in an Airbnb. I'd rather stay in like a three story house Airbnb than in one tiny hotel room in, in the middle of Austin during South by Southwest. So listen, while you're away, your home could be an Airbnb. Many people host on Airbnb, but there are people who are just letting their house sit empty, who've never thought about it or didn't realize their space could be an Airbnb. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and is a great way to earn some extra money. So if you have a home, but you're not always at home, then you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much 
at airbnb.com slash host. Daylight savings time is starting up again. Okay, podcast is over. That's all you needed to know. But why do we have uh, daylight savings time? Answer, to give us more daylight from March through November. By setting your clocks forward, it may feel like there are more hours in the day that initial, when we initially start daylight savings. But if you're hiring, it doesn't necessarily help you find qualified candidates for your roles any sooner. There's only one way to do that, ZipRecruiter. And right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash James. ZipRecruiter works around the clock to find qualified candidates for you. Once you post your job on ZipRecruiter, they send it to 100-plus job sites so you reach more of the right people. This is such a brilliant idea for a business, and ZipRecruiter did it. So ZipRecruiter's smart technology also quickly scans thousands of resumes to identify people whose skills and experience match your job. I've used ZipRecruiter particularly as a potential employee, and I still, to this day, get messages every day. James Aldacher, would you like to apply to be... VP of entertainment at NBC or whatever. So there's just nonstop emails. Like I got five or six emails today because of because a year ago I signed up for ZipRecruiter. So spring forward with a new hiring partner, ZipRecruiter, and find top talent sooner. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash James. Once again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash James. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Hey, listen, men's health is important. Men act all cocky and like they don't need anything. But the reality is, as you get older, there's some things you need. And it often feels like we're too busy to take care of our health problems. Like, I'd rather do anything then go to the doctor or the dentist or the pharmacy or whatever. But now you don't have to waste your time if you use HIMS. HIMS, H-I-M-S, HIMS is changing men's healthcare by providing simple and convenient access to science-backed treatments for erectile dysfunction, hair loss, weight loss, and more. The entire process is 100% online, so you get a new routine of improving your overall health faster. Jay, you listening to all this? Yes, I definitely gonna use him for now. Not on. that you need it. You're you're young and healthy, James. I'm 35. You, you're getting there. You might you might need it. Who knows? But if prescribed, your medication ships directly to you for free and indiscreet packaging. No insurance is needed. You can manage your plan on the Hims app, track progress, and learn more about your conditions and how to treat them from leading medical experts. Start your free online visit today at Hims dot com slash James. Could you imagine that there's a whole section just with my name on it? Hims.com slash James. That's how I how much I am representative of the kind of person who needs hymns. That's H-I-M-S dot com slash James for your personalized treatment options. Hymns.com slash James. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See hymns.com slash James for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. I think uh, Tyra Banks, I mean, I remember 
emailing her uh, person and you know manager, and she didn't really have any familiarity with me or whoever. But then I tried her book person, you know, and I and and that book person had a different kind of agenda. She knew like you would move books. She knew that you were a great interviewer. She knew me. The other person really didn't know me, and so you know, I think sometimes there's an affinity where if you have with people and they trust you. And, and, and the, your story has to match their agenda a yes, little bit. So you yeah. have to say, you have to show, here's who, J, here's who James is or, or whoever you're yeah. working with. Here, here's who they yeah. are. Here's the other guests they've had on similar yeah. to so-and-so. Here's why it might be good. You still yeah. have to build that story. You just absolutely. can't. Absolutely, yeah. And I think that, you know, yeah, absolutely. And I don't want something for nothing like a lot of people do. I think we work hard and I want to continue to work hard. So I'm kind of like, okay, you know, uh, like Seth Godin said, like when he was rejected three times, like good, 96 more rejections. Like we're going to, it's, and not that we revel in that. We want to, we want to succeed. We want to bring great people out to people. We want to be excited about what we're doing. And who, who do you think is the most inaccessible person you ever asked to go on this podcast? Um, well, Bernard Madoff, I mean. <laughs> I thought, I actually thought. Yeah, he's accessible. Why would yeah. he say no? Yeah, he's bored. The guy is just in jail yeah. making license plates. True. How, how did they uh, say no to you? They, well, he had to sign something. We 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 emailed the Bureau of Prisons and he's at a place in Butner, North Carolina. And he has to say no, you know, yet. I'm not doing it. Too bad, so sad. And that's kind of, and they send you back a form letter. Hey, request is denied and inmate blah 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 bernard madoff says no you know pound sand um and it was can a you, whole can form you forward of, me that email that's yeah a great, of course that's a great yeah email. yeah yeah for sure i gotta frame that oh yeah and i know you felt particularly kind of unnerved because it's one thing to get rejected and i want to make this take a moment to i have a friend a very funny comedian tom frank and he always used to use this joke where he said the worst part about a rejection isn't the rejection, but it's the exhale before the rejection where you say, hey, what are you doing Saturday night? <sighs> and he says, nothing good's going to come out of her mouth. You know, it's not going to be like, I thought you never ask, you know? So um, I, I, but I think that, I do think subtly when you keep asking, you know, uh, people will, people will start associating you with that and say, why not them? You know what? If it was good because enough for heard, so-and-so. Because even if they've said yeah. no to you a hundred times, yeah. Suddenly, your name's familiar to them. Yeah, You're like a player in their yeah. space somehow. Yeah, I think so. I just remember, look, I used to try and do a lot of different things. And, and one thing I promise you, and for anybody listening, I don't try and handle people. I don't try and manipulate people. I try and be as genuine, as forthcoming as possible and treat people the way you want to be treated. But I think that I would try and have fun and crack jokes or something. So, you know, when people associate you with something fun. And I remember years ago when I was in radio, there was the Heidi Fleiss story and um, and there was a situation with um, the Mayflower Madam. And I called her, you know, um, I want to say Sydney Biddle Barrows. And she said, Steve, I'm trying to turn over a new leaf. And then I said, well, why don't you turn off a new leaf tomorrow and do our show today, you know? Or, or why or, doesn't she express it uh, on your show yeah, that she's turning over? Yeah, and I think like, you look, um, I know a great book called Choose Yourself. And in that book, you talk about choice and how you have a lot of choices. And I realize that too. Like we can choose to be despondent. We can choose to look at it like, oh, we've had X amount of rejections or not. I see it like we're learning. We're getting more information on what they want or what we don't want. And we're getting ourselves out there. And we're making progress. I also see it that a great baseball player 
bats 300, they hit three out of 10 or whatever it is. And, but I think that, um, you know, I, I, I just kind of feel like you have to, you know, keep at it and hopefully the time will be right. Like sometimes it's timing, you know? I, and I, I think the key thing here is, is maybe there's a couple key lessons. One is you find when the season's right. Yeah. So like Taylor Swift might not have anything going on that would, yeah. you know, want her, you know, suggest that she should communicate to this audience. Yeah. But maybe if she had a book coming out about, I don't know, whatever, sure. choosing herself, then sure. she might want to talk. Then you could have a story. You start to put it together a story. Yeah. I think the, the second thing is you can be persistent if you still build a plausible story, but you change, you make, you freshen up the story each time. So like maybe Taylor Swift, or I just say put yeah. that in quotes, I don't know. Maybe she gets into a situation where she wants to express what she really meant. This might be an opportunity yeah. for it. So now you're able to say, oh, we've dealt with similar situations. This sure. might be an opportunity for her and she's in New York anyway. So you kind of freshen up the story. Yeah. And then the third thing is, is that you're not being annoying. It's not like you would write seven days in a row with the exact, like just the forward and the forward no. and the forward or bump, you know, but you know, I get that. Absolutely. Yeah. No, that's awful. And I, and I thought about that before because I'd emailed somebody and they didn't get back to me and you want to be like, just making sure you receive this, whatever euphemism you want to do, checking in. I find that insulting. And, and, and I think right. like whenever I do anything, I do try and think of what's my intent. Is it just my ego? Is it just me being bored? Is it just being kind of like, hey, they need to get back to me? And it's not about me. It's they're they got a they have a big job and they have a lot of other things to do, and we're one part of it. But we can help them, and we can do a great interview. We can add value. But and, I, but yeah. I think I think the fourth thing though is really important, which is that if you have those first three, the fourth thing is that they see your name. They see oh, yeah. the name. And so a lot of people who don't ask, they never see those names. Sure. So when it finally comes to the time where, hey, we think Taylor Swift or whoever, yeah. Billy Joel should go on a podcast, the only name the publicist knows in the meeting right. at the agency is, oh, well, this guy, Steve Cohen, who yeah. used to do a good sure. day in New York, I, he keeps writing me. I'll write to him and see yeah. what's, what's possible. And, and it seems like there's a, a, a fifth. So, so the important thing is to kind of always kind of be yeah. in the mix without being annoying. And that's why you put together these plausible yeah. stories. Yeah. And then, um, I don't know, is there a it's fifth? like the best ability is availability, you know? And you have to just kind of be there and be top of mind. And and you have to be, always be conscious of not being annoying. Like, yeah. like using the cliches, like just moving to the top of your inbox or whatever. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think of what other... But I do think that as much as I... I also sometimes I'm not too timid and on eggshells with people because I think there are people who aren't as as dedicated or passionate about what they're doing and everything is an imposition and I, and I think we all worked with people like that whenever you would go in and they act like they're giving you their kidney to do something and that's 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 a their problem not an our problem you know and and I think like we can't we shouldn't be intimidated and I think it's a form of them trying to keep you at arm's length and I'm sorry, you know, your job is to respond. If you're not the right person, then we'll find the right person to do it. And, and you know, the same thing yeah. goes for like, I know you help other people yeah, sure. get on other podcasts, yeah. right? So you're able to, you know, write to somebody and say, hey, here's so-and-so for your podcast. Here's why it might be injured. Again, you do the same thing. There's a plausible story. Yeah. They might not respond. Chances are they don't yeah. respond if it's a no but again, if the story, it's the same principles. Yeah, I think so. And and you 
look, eventually, like anything else, like if you keep handing people these clunkers or give people who, you know, reflect poorly on you, then you're going to have less and less capital and cachet. But I... But the plausible story helps with that. Yeah. The Hey, yeah, I think so. I think that, you know, look, I... I always want to be around people and I think you're you're one of them like where you want everything I want everything for that other person that I want from myself. I want you want to be around people who want you know not just for you them to have the cake and you could have the crumbs. They want you want them to have bright beautiful future and you want them to be like yeah, I want you guys to do well, of course. It doesn't make sense for you to to do our thing, but if you are going to do one, please do ours or if you are going to do something that maybe you want to reach our audience or sit down there for more than 10, 15 minutes or have a nice conversation or, you know, different people out there and we're not going to know unless we reach out to them are going to be like, wow, I actually really like, you know, uh, James. You know, we were, I thought, you know, the Go-Go's are going to be on Broadway and we had reached out and there, uh, Belinda Carlisle's husband emailed and said, um, you know, hey, love James. He's amazing. Choose Yourself is a great book. And, you know, so you, you don't know. And that was something where, yeah, I think it could be really nice and uh, it'd be thoughtful. Yeah. I'll, I'll add one more dimension to, yeah. to if they respond with a no, one thing, you, one way you can respond is say, totally understand. We're always around. Yeah. We're big fans. Here's the reasons, you know, just repeating the reasons why. We're, yeah, sure. We're but you could also say, listen, if Taylor Swift is considering podcasts, I'm happy yeah. to give advice about which podcast in the industry might be the best sure. for her and overlap it most with her audience or, or achieve her goals the most. So this way it's almost we're performing yeah. a service like out of the goodness of our hearts, which we would be because we'd want yeah, to build well, that's a relationship. How we are. I honestly think that's how we are. Are we the greatest people in the world? Yes. No. We're the greatest people in the world? No, but I think we we are sincere and you're you you know, are always very generous with people around you. And yeah, maybe you could tell our listeners why when did you realize that you have to offer a lot to other people rather than just ask? When how what, when did you make that turn? Well, I think it's a self-esteem issue. I always felt like I'm worthless. <laughs> so I have to offer as much I have to try to convince using logic as much as many arguments as possible like why this might be a good thing. So I think part of it is insecurity. Like if I just write to somebody and say, oh, I should be on your podcast. When should I come on? Or right. if I write to someone and say, hey, you should be, you know, Barack Obama, you should come on my podcast. Uh, how, what are you doing the afternoon of July yeah. 25th? Like that's almost too much confidence. And sure. So, okay, taking, if I, given that I don't have that much confidence and also I'm reasonably intelligent, um, I realized that the, you have to build a story. You have to build a bridge between yourself and that other person and perform a service. That's why I say, hey, Barack Obama, even if you don't want to come online, I have some ideas about some good, strategically, some good podcasts you could do. Sure. You know, particularly given now you have this Netflix deal to sure. do documentaries. And uh, uh, maybe, you know, here are some TV-focused podcasts yeah. that might be interesting or fun. Yeah, I, always, I I I do something similar to that, but I, I particularly like when you would offer to take people for coffee. What was the revelation you learned from that? Uh, okay, so, that's, so that was in, in Choose Yourself. So first I wrote my 20 heroes, hey, can I take you out for a cup of coffee? And I realized why would Warren Buffett you know, want to have a cup of, you know, he doesn't need me to pay 60 cents for a cup of coffee with him. Uh, he just, you know, automatically said no. 
you have to, so what I did was I, I did research on everyone and I came up with 10 ideas for business ideas to help improve their businesses for each one. And I said, you could have these businesses for free. I mean, these business ideas for free. I don't, I'm not asking anything, you know, good luck. And two out of the tour, three out of the 20, um, got back to me. Uh, and this was in 2002, two of those people now have been on our podcast, uh, of those three and one, his brother has been on our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. And I think like when we reach you out- You have to always give. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that you are- Right. So when people, I think in life, when people are making requests of you, they, they're unreasonable and unrealistic. And they're just, they're not the kind of people you'd want to work with because they're not thinking about you. They're thinking about themselves. And, and, and they're not, and you could tell they're not thinking, they're only thinking about themselves because they haven't done their research. They haven't invested in it. They haven't made a case- for why this person would be great for you. And so, you know. So it's making the case, it's changing the case when you're persistent. And it's also, there's this background strategy of, hey, I want my name to always be in the radar. So yeah. they know it, like a year from now, yeah. they know when they see the sure. email from me, they'll open it. I used to do that. I used to say, okay, I can't necessarily use this person who is talking about student loans on this particular day, but you know what? If we're doing something on this six months from now, you know, and that's why I tried to read everything and do my homework and prepare. And so that, yeah, later on, you could access that. And perhaps that's with them too. A lot of it's timing. So, so uh, about five or six years ago, I had a book deal to write a book called uh, The Power of Ask. Yeah. And it was right after I did The Power of No. And I never wrote the book. I actually had the deal. I never wrote the book. I apologize to the publisher. I never wrote the book. Um, but this podcast, I think, summarizes the power of ask. You do it so well. You do it much, oh, much better than, than I would do it. And uh, thanks once again, Steve Cohen, for coming on the podcast, as well as being the producer of the podcast. Thank you for asking me. <laughs> it's the power of you asking. Exactly. At Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate, pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu.